Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Fort McMurray Matters. Keeping you connected to our community. Brought to you by Colin Hartigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. Welcome to another episode of Fort McMurray Matters. I'm Adam Ophis, and today we're chatting with Mayor Sandy Bowman, and we're going on to talk about yesterday's council meeting, which yesterday's council meeting went went pretty late. It didn't even completely finish in one go. But um, first, before we kind of jump right into it, uh, Mr. Mayor, I'd love to just uh, see how you're doing today. Great. Thanks, Adam. Uh, beautiful day for Murray, so uh, we're doing great. Oh, it, it's absolutely gorgeous. The, uh, the, the rivers down the sidewalks and streets are just flowing great. And, That's what we want. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I want to just start us off right from the beginning and uh, just just because council was a big one, so I'm just going to go right from the first step, and that was uh, the recognitions, actually, that were acknowledged yesterday. And the three were Mandela's Day, Transgender Day of Visibility, and Poetry Month. And if you would just be able to just say a little something on those. Yeah, I think uh, um, as far as Mandela's Day, we're going to start with that. Uh, I think it's really important for the um, community as a whole to recognize when we Use, uh, when we lose uh, a youth like that in the community. And I think that's wrapped up in, in the motto that uh, she had, and uh, it's a great day to be a great person. I think we can all learn from that, and I think recognizing that each year is important for the community and as a whole. Yes, and, and then also the, the second one was the Transgender Day of uh, Visibility. If you could, yeah, just explain uh, what that is and the, the recognition of it. I think Transgender uh, visibility, Day of Visibility, uh, that brings through to our community just the need for uh, safety um, of all our residents and to be who you want to be. And really want to reach out to thank uh, Mitchell Bowers. He's been a, a really big help for me personally over the past six to eight months in speaking with him um, about Pride YMM and what they do for the community. I think it's really important to recognize this day as a way for people to show themselves, celebrate who they are in a safe and welcoming environment. And then lastly for recognitions, and that was that was Poetry Month as well. Yeah, in Poetry Month, I think uh, the residents are encouraged to embrace their lives but in just taking all forms of culture, including poetry and music. And we look back at history, uh, poetry and music is what uh, really showed the just the vibrant of the community and show the history of the community was through poetry and song. So I think it's really important to recognize it. And I really want to thank the library for uh, putting this forward this year. Yeah, for sure. I mean, personally, I know I haven't done poetry in a while, but never too, never too late to get back into it. And, and secondly, for to the presentations. Now, the first presenters we had were members from the Ukrainian Cultural Society, and they had asked for, for three things. Now, first off, I would like to just say, yeah, the first one that they asked for was spreading reputable information. Now, what uh, what were they asking when they meant that? Uh, they just want to, when you talk about, like, first of all, with the war in Ukraine, um, it's a heavy, heavy subject for our community. And we have uh, probably, we have a huge, huge 
uh, Ukrainian culture in uh, not only Fort McMurray and our and Will Buffalo, but in the whole in our entire province. So it affects a lot of people. Um, and there's nobody I know that doesn't have friends and family um, from that the community. So it's really important to base all the information on facts and not so much Facebook posts and memes um, to focus on the facts. And I spoke with the um, chair of the Ukrainian Society uh, two and a half weeks ago and to see what we could do. And I invited her to come to this meeting last night to, do the, to share this with the community. Um, so, like you said, one of the biggest things is share the right information. Um, the other is reputable uh, uh, fundraising. When you're donating funds to an, uh, an event like this and trying to help the people, to there's a lot of scams out there, and that the former Ukrainian society can, can let you know where the reputable um, organizations are to donate to. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you don't want to. You definitely want to be donating to the right people when you're sending it to a good cause. And then, lastly, as well, the third thing that they had asked for was uh, for Wood Buffalo to kind of make a statement that they are or you are standing with Ukraine. Yes, and we are exactly 100. percent I mean, there's no no doubt about that. Um, in the process, we they were given that we were given a Ukrainian flag. We'll be hanging in the chamber or outside on one of the flagpoles we have outside the city. And also in our community, if you see the Staline Creek Bridge and the uh, shell plates, both are lit up with the colors of the Ukrainian flag as well. And the next presenter that we had was the Waterfront Advisory Committee. Now, this was a bit of an update, right? Yes, exactly. And uh, we get these updates quite often. Um, and to show us and our residents what's, what's going on with our Waterfront Advisory Committee and other committees. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so we don't need to go on that because, yeah, they do, uh, this is just updates. And another one that we did touch on just recently as well, the, the next presenters were for the downtown revitalization. And uh, basically that uh, just shy of $3 million was going to be drawn from the approved downtown project budget. Now, just to be more specific about that, that money was to go towards wayfinding signage and streetscaping improvements. So what does that look like? What does that mean? Yeah, that's what we think signage is basically your signage and which, which is including uh, different languages and it's a uh, way of making our downtown, we talk about making our downtown more accessible to people, more a nicer place to be. Um, I know a lot of, uh, myself included, ran our campaigns on cutting the grass downtown, kind of pulling the weeds. Now this is a step above that, which is a beautification of our downtown, that's what we want. Um, it makes our, it includes beautification as well as a uh, safety aspect as well and access for all, all the community, whether it's um, elderly, we want uh, downtown to be a welcoming place for everyone. Okay. Yeah. So this is, uh, this is essentially this money. Yeah. Like you said, to kind of, kind of beautify it and uh, like better signage. Like, so is this replacing old signage or is this putting brand new signs up uh, like that we haven't even seen before? This is new signage. Okay. And then uh, next the presenter was was the business advisory. And, and what, uh, what essentially uh, happened there? Um, that, uh, that was just our update from our CEO. Uh, that's a motion I put forward uh, about two and a half months ago. It's set to come back on April the 12th, the recommendations from uh, our CEO and administration. Um, and that's, that's something that I think is very important for the community is to have our business stakeholders, small business, big business, uh, and residents be involved in letting us know firsthand what the issues are that they're facing when it comes to uh, their businesses in, in the region. Okay, and and one uh, and the next topic is kind of a big one, which we 
basically kind of touched on at the start of the show with everything warming up, and that was the river breakup that uh, is is soon on its way. So right now, where are we sitting at for the the spring river breakup that's coming? Um, we we um, environment our environmental board takes it uh, monitors what's going on right now, and I asked a few questions that I'll ask probably every time we have anyone presenting about it. Um, we are prepared. Um, so what happened in 2020 doesn't happen again. Um, and we're as prepared as we've ever been. Um, we're, it's not, we have a lot of flood mitigation process, things in process, uh, whether it's temporary or permanent uh, right now. But for the upcoming spring thaw here, and we're ready as we can ever be. Okay. A, a counselor, actually, I don't remember which counselor I brought it up, but they brought up a good uh, topic. And that was the, the cost of pumps, the cost of sluice gates, the cost of these various and all these various expenditures. Now, are these expenditures just simply going to be something that goes on forever and it's going to cost uh, Wood Buffalo every single year? Or is this something a said and done? And, and once these mitigations are put in place, it's kind of just maintenance after that. No, as we move forward, uh, the cost will go down as we go from temporary um, flood measures to permanent. Once the permanent ones are in, then it'll be just uh, upkeep. But right now, we're making sure we keep our residents safe and uh, we'll do whatever we can to make sure that happens. Okay, yeah. So so this big cost that uh, people are going to be seeing right now, uh, that is kind of a one-time thing, one and done. Yeah, as we go temporary, we'll, we'll keep going down as we finish the permanent flood mitigation. All right. Well, that's always good to hear. Before, I'm just going to take our break here in Fort McMurray Matters because when we return, we have a very huge topic to get into, and that is the Wood Buffalo Economic Development that was discussed till midnight last night. So as soon as we return, we're talking about ECDEV. We'll return in a moment to Fort McMurray Matters. Brought to you by Colin Hartigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. We are back with Fort McMurray Matters. I'm Adam Mofis, and today we have the privilege of speaking to Mayor Sandy Bowman, and we're talking about yesterday's council meeting. Now, we covered um, most, like, everything else in the council before the break here, but now we're getting into the real crux of the council meeting, and that was talking about the Wood Buffalo Economic Development Corporation, and they were seeking roughly $4.5 million in the sustaining grant for this year. Now, Mayor... Can you just, uh, first of all, explain what is it that the economic uh, development team does? Uh, well, Buffalo Economic Development, what it does is brings, uh, it educates outside of Fort Murray what we are. It uh, adver- basically advertises our regions to the outside, whether it's uh, for economic development or tourism. Okay. And, and why, why did this topic, like why was this topic last night so, so heavily debated? I think everything, uh, I think it's what we hear from the residents. Um, we're elected officials and we're there to represent our residents of, of the region of Stadwell, Buffalo. So what you got was uh, a lot of questions that the community wanted to hear. Uh, you got um, views that come from the community. And I think uh, that's, and, and where it's, it's, uh, it's been a touchy subject. We've been through floods, we've been through COVID. Um, the community wants to see something, wants to see something happening. And so the result is, uh, it's a big issue. We needed we needed time to discuss it, and we I think we brought the right questions forward, and we had several pre- present presenters from the community also present. That and when we when we see that, uh, we really need to take it seriously because uh, when people take the time out of their day to come to council and sit there for six hours to present, it shows the community uh, wants to see change. 
Now, what did the municipality do before or before having this Wood Buffalo Economic Development Team? Like, because it, it was mentioned that this was done in house before. Yes. And so, what did that look like? Why, why, why in the why the change in the first place? Um, well, first, I wasn't involved with the municipality when it was in house, so I couldn't really speak to how it operated. But what I do know is that when it operates outside, it has a lot more freedom to go after um, sporting events, to go after to go after to help people in different ways. So there's a two-sided thing. Sometimes it's good to have some things in-house. Sometimes it's good to have corporations outside. And the presenters had made a statement saying that uh, they had promised that for every dollar that the municipality was going to put in, $3 would be returned. Has the municipality uh, seen returns like that before in the past with this group? Uh, really, the residents uh, are good, were expressing issues about not being able to see the results. Um, so that's, that's our... We go back to that. It's uh, we're here to represent the residents of the region of Will Buffalo, and that's their concern was they weren't seeing the results. So that's why we had the conversation last night. Okay, but as the municipality, like you, like you can't physically see on paper saying, yeah, no, they have brought this much in. Like, is there any way, or can that be uh, validated and seen? I think there's a lot of good work that that goes into. We need economic development at the end at the end of the day, and there's a lot of good work that's been done. There's a lot of it may not be able to be seen, and I don't think you can quantify uh, what a dollar is and what a dollar isn't when you come to that. It's, uh, if you're looking for something that you can see visibly, um, you may not be able to see it. Um, they're telling us it's come back three to one, and all we can do is go by what their reports are. Okay. And it was brought up multiple times by different councillors that... Um, because in the statement, the presentation that they had put out for roughly $3 million was going to be paying for 18 staff members. That does seem a bit high. At least that's what the councillor said, said. Yeah, it does seem high. Um, I really can't go into too much of what, uh, what they pay individual employees. Uh, that's not really my wheelhouse. Um, all we can do is look at their budget overall. And I think they also expressed that that number was also... Uh, a um, representation of what um, not just only the wages but other expenses that were, were incurred it just showed up in the budget line as that and again our focus is on the results of the community uh, not really what each person is being paid and the presenters commented that they had mentioned because it was brought up by councillors that maybe not so much be paid maybe less than the four and a half million but they had mentioned that they couldn't do it for anything less than that is 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 that the same what the municipality paid in-house as well? Um, I don't know. At this time, I don't know what the municipality is paying in-house at the time. Because uh, you also have to remember that right now that corporation is uh, economic development and tourism. So that would be in two different departments in, in, within the municipality when it was there. Um, as far as where it's going from here, we have to take it back to CEO, take it back to administration to come back to us with a plan to go forward. There's no, uh, they did tell us they couldn't operate without this and they were going to walk away. Um, we have to sit back now and hopefully cooler heads prevail. And uh, we uh, I'm just I'm as confident in our CEO and our administration to come back with a plan um, in the next little while so we can move forward. We're just going to take our last break here in Fort McMurray Matters. But when we return, I do want to continue chatting about the Wood Buffalo Economic Development and the $4.5 million sustaining grant that they were seeking for this year. Uh, we'll get back to that right after this. We'll return in a moment to Fort McMurray Matters. Brought to you by Colin Hardigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. 
And we are back with Fort McMurray Matters. I'm Adam Mofes, and today we're having the privilege of speaking with Mayor Sandy Bowman, and we're talking about yesterday's council meeting. Right now, most specifically, we're talking about the Wood Buffalo Economic Development Corporation seeking around $4.5 million in the sustaining grant for the year. And we've covered already a bunch in this topic, but I did want to talk about Councillor Kendra Cardinal had commented yesterday that the group had been showing little support for the Indigenous communities. Now, Mr. Mayor, is that something that you would like to see in the future? I always want to see support for our indigenous community, and I think when we talk about tourism. I think that's a major part of our our tourism is uh, is the indigenous part of the region of Spadwell Buffalo, um, and uh, and I did vote for the funding for them for that. So it's uh, and then Kendra Car- uh, Councillor Cardinal is going to have his views on everything as well as everybody in the room on different things, and everyone has their own residents speaking to them and what they think needs to be on the community, but. Um, the uh, support for indigenous indigenous tourism is a huge part, and uh, Kendrick is a very huge supporter of that in Fort Chippewan when it comes to fishing and and just sightseeing and with the uh, with the community. So he's uh, definitely a great advocate for that community. And now the motion didn't pass. If if anyone's watching, the the motion did not pass uh, yesterday. So where does council go from here now with this topic? Uh, again, uh, it didn't pass, so it goes back to the CEO and administration to come back to us with a plan of how we're going to move forward. Uh, the board still exists. The corporation still exists, sorry. Um, that wasn't dissolved, so we just look forward to the uh, CEO to come back. And uh, there has to be some dialogue now with ECDEV on where we go from here. Thank you very much. And uh, we'll kind of move on from that. And that was that was essentially how the council meeting went yesterday. And. And talking about listening to residents, I mean, now with spring and the snow melting and the roads becoming more visible, and that is um, some of the potholes in the roads. I know some people have talked about that. Uh, how soon like, will people be able to see the municipality, or are they looking into getting these potholes fixed as soon as possible? Absolutely. Um, right now, as you know, as the uh, snow is being removed and the uh, frost is coming out of the ground, that's where your potholes are going to come evident. Uh, when the frost starts breaking up the uh, asphalt. Um, and we'll be out uh, as soon as we can to repair those. And we fix as many as we can, as fast as we can. And uh, actually, the, the Pulse Line is a great way to send in a complaint or uh, just a notification of where a pothole is um, so that we, we get, these, get, get them on the list to get them done as fast as we can. And then just kind of talking uh, about the roads as well, where we're kind of talking about it, and uh, and that is about snow removal, and and snow removal this year. I mean, it was you can ask anybody; they've never seen this much snow uh, in decades. How to phrase this, and that is how is snow removal going to be working next year, or or how do you feel the snow removal went this year? Um, with this much snow, there's always challenges. I've been here 30 years, and I've never seen this much snow. Um, I actually had to hire someone to remove the snow off my lawn this year uh, so my house couldn't flood. Um, so it's, it's, it's challenging every year, uh, especially with this much snow. Um, and we'll be looking, for, looking at, at, we'll be looking at all the complaints that have come through with the pulse line, the concerns that have come through, and uh, go through those and see where the common denominator is in them so we can move forward and maybe we have some different ways we change the program for next year. Uh, but we're always trying to do the best we can for the residents and give the best service. Okay, thank you. And then, and then, just one one last one. I know we we kind of were talking uh, about this earlier, but if uh, if somebody is seeing a bunch of potholes and trouble on Highway sixty three, do they complain to you about it? 
Uh, yes, they, they, well, you can't com- really complain to me personally because um, I, I see the problem as well, um, especially on the highway. And just, uh, uh, just an antidote to that, I was talking to Councilor McGrath this morning who was passing Warner River, and instead of fixing the highway, they put up more warning signs. So it's definitely it's a, the province is wheelhouse, um, and I definitely have had good communication with our Minister of Transportation and our Premier, and um, I'll be taking these, these complaints uh, forward to the Premier and our MP and our, um, and our MLAs and the Minister of Transportation to ask the specific uh, Highway 63 complaints, um, as well as even things like the, the damage to our bridge. So there's a lot of things that we keep pushing the province to get these things fixed, um, as it's not our responsibility to theirs. And we'll keep advocating for the community as best we can. Okay, so yeah, the, the municipality isn't in charge of fixing the highway or fixing that bridge, but you guys can certainly get out there and advocate for the province to get off their butts and do it. We do, and uh, I can tell you the uh, Minister of Transportation uh, knows everybody in this council by first name. Fantastic. That's really good to hear. And uh, that's kind of all I had for you, Mr. Mayor. If there's anything you want to leave us on here, I will uh, give you a second. Yeah, for sure. Super. Thank you very much. Um, as we're re- coming into our uh, kind of the anniversary of the flood in 2020, just uh, residents stay informed. Um, see what's going on. There's sandbags available. I believe it's the uh, end of Father Mercury Street. If you need that, and you can uh, just stay informed, and uh, we'll get through this. And like I said, we're at the questions I've asked uh, our our engineering team. Basically, is are we ready for this? And uh, we'll be finished by 2024. And uh, both answers were yes. So uh, we're holding them to that, and we'll uh, get through this this flood season quite well, I think. Thank you very much, Mayor. I always appreciate you coming on here and talking with me. Super. Thank you, Adam. And again, a big thanks again to Mayor Sandy Bowman for joining us today. I know he's super busy, and I know this morning you must be very tired. That meeting last night went till around midnight. So, unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today on Fort McMurray Matters. But if you missed it and you want to hear more, you can head to our website at mix1037fm.com. You can check out all the podcasts you want. They are right there. I'm Adam Ophis. I will chat with you again tomorrow. That's the end of another edition of Fort McMurray Matters. Want a copy of this episode or any past episode? Download the podcast at mix1037fm.com. Brought to you by Colin Hardigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7.